Welcome to the Kodesh Podcast. You are listening to the infallible word from the Holy Hill, God's seat of power, preached by the resident bishop, Bishop Ni Ajeduama. Let the word from the Holy Hill be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. Stay blessed. Hallelujah. Well, it's time for the preaching of the word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to rise to your feet. This morning we have the servant of God, our pastor. Oh, all right, all right, all right, all right. Before, before Bishop comes, those in the Fruitful Believers School, please, if you can just quickly step out. Our colleagues, our friends, our brothers, our sisters in the Fruitful Believers, thank you. Please come, please come. Oh, clap for them. These are the ones that have given their life to Christ and are being taught the foundations, the foundational doctrines. Beautiful, beautiful. Keep coming. All right. All right. You know what to do, isn't it? Yeah, okay. Just follow Lady Reverend. Hallelujah. Wonderful. Before Bishop comes and blesses us with the word of God, hallelujah, we want to sing our song to the name of God, hallelujah, as you prepare your heart. I don't know what is coming, but I believe that it will change your life. I believe that somebody's about to receive an answer to a problem. Somebody is about to be delivered from a situation in the name of Jesus Christ, hallelujah. Nothing is impossible. This, we are declaring it. It's your prayer to God. Nothing is impossible when you... The words are on the screen. Join in and let's declare that nothing is impossible when you trust in His Word. Hacking to the voice of God to thee this morning. Is there anything too hard for him? Then put your trust in God alone and rest upon his word. Oh, everything, oh, everything, yes, everything is possible with God. Oh, nothing is impossible when you sing it with meaning with meaning nothing is impossible when you trust in his word hearken to the voice is there anything too hard for him then put your trust in God alone and rest upon his word for everything Yes, everything is possible. Encounter service, Bishop. Me, Ajedu, Ama. Hallelujah. I could see our convener is very excited. So he thinks we are in the encounter service, but it's all part of the, the church. Hallelujah. Say to somebody, you're welcome to the inspiration service. <laughs> Say, you're welcome to the inspiration service. 
Ask somebody, are you excited to be here? Are you happy? Are you happy? We are dealing with some good things in the church. Are you happy about it? Or you want us to preach on something else? Hallelujah. Let us pray. I want you to pray for some minutes. Just pray. Commit yourself into God's hands. The Bible says that the sower went to sow. Now some word fell by the road, wayside. Some fell on thorns. But yet some fell also on good ground. You want to pray that the word that is coming forth that your heart will be a good ground this morning. That your heart will be a good ground this morning. Because God sends forth his word. He said he sent forth his word and healed them. And so the word coming forth, whatever is preached, so long as it's preached from the word of God, can bring healing to you. Can bring solutions to you. But you want to pray that God let the word fall on a good ground this morning. Let it fall on a good ground this morning. Let it fall on a good ground this morning. Help me to receive. To bring healing to me, to bring deliverance. Yes, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Let your word fall on a good ground. Lande ba shakata. Randa la ba ba. Lebro santa kafrasa. Ibande le ma da ka ba ne keria lebro santa. Randa le ba ba. Let the word fall on good ground. Let the word fall on the good soil. Let the word fall on my heart. Help me to hack into your word. In the name of Jesus, lift up your voice and pray. Kadalosha, Beriana, Bola, Bresa, Dakadoshiye, Adastoka. Yes, Lord. Amelor, Balibras, Tianda, Gadoli, Shibaria, Evalos, Shibaria. In Jesus' name, we are praying. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We pray, O God, that with all humility we receive your word. Yes, Lord. We cast out pride. Yes, Lord. We cast out things that disturb your word. Yes, Lord. We cut, cast out the thorns yes. that choke your word and causes them not to be fruitful in our lives. Yes. And we pray that the word will fall on the good ground this morning. Yes. In the name of Jesus, yes. let it fall on my good ground, O oh God. Yes. Make my heart a good ground this morning to receive your word that will bring forth a hundredfold. I give you the glory. And I give you the praise in Jesus' name. And let everyone say amen. Amen. Everybody say amen. Amen. When I say amen for the second time, it's like a lot of people are not saying amen. Amen means let it be. Unless you don't like the prayers that I prayed. Hallelujah. Amen. 
Say amen. Amen. You may please be seated. I go see Brother Dennis and Sister Tiffany. They are prevailed. Sister Tiffany has prevailed. Amen. You know, when you're a lady and you, you are married, you are prevailed. And when you give birth, you are prevailed. <laughs> Hallelujah. May you prevail. I say, may you prevail. Somebody is saying, why didn't you say about the brothers? If you're a brother and you're not married, I mean, what should I do about that? Amen. Because a lady has to, be, has to wait to be married. Amen. Brother, you speak. Hallelujah. Like Reverend Godfrey spoke and it came to pass. Some people have not spoken. So it's not working for them. Amen. But I'm very happy for them. Amen. And I'm very excited for them. Hallelujah. Because I think they listen to their shepherd's voice. At times the shepherd's voice is a bit hazy. You know, you can't hear it properly. So you resist it small. Like they resisted small. But today God has <laughs> God has blessed them. Amen. Is it not nice? Uh, Tiffany, is not isn't it nice? Dennis, is it not nice? Yeah, it's wonderful. It is your turn next time. I say your turn is coming. Say to somebody, your turn is coming. Say you are next in line. Hallelujah. And that is why you have to be committed in the church. We've been talking about commitment, devotion, and we are still on that line. Hallelujah. You have to be committed in the church. Tevin has been in the church for a long time, singing the choir. I just missed her solo, that's all, but she's been singing the choir, she's been singing solo, and on and on. Whilst in the church, storms have come, but she has stood. Amen. She has prevailed. Hallelujah. So we've been talking, we started talking about commitment. Isn't that the case? Yeah? And we talked about four types of commitments. Amen? What is the first type of commitment? Fair weather commitment. Say fair weather. It's like you are only committed when, you know, the weather is fair. When it's well. You know, there are some friends that they, they like you because you have money. Are you with me? You know, when, when, when we're in school, there are people whose parents were rich, so they always have cash on them. Before we go for, go for classes, we go and eat wache. Do you see? And then normally they, they, they really do show in the morning. They buy wache with a crew, and then said people always have followers. When you don't have money, nobody follows you. You have to try and look for somebody to follow the person. So you have to be very careful of friends that you have. You have to know why are they your friends. Is it because they get something from you? Such friends, you know, are, are, are not good friends. Are you understanding? Yeah. So that's fair weather. When the weather is fair. People who everything is okay and they come to church. Like your commitment to church is not very good. Do you understand? Yeah, when things are good, things are moving, then, yeah. 
when you even visit a town and the branch there is small, you don't go to church. Because the branch is small. It's not like the Kodesh. They don't have drums. Amen. I have lived in many towns by the grace of God. And every time I go, I join the church there. And if there is none, I form one and become the first member. I've done it about three times in my life by the grace of God. I go to a place, there's no church, I form one. Not my own church, oh, near Jeru Ministries, no. <laughs> I formed the church that I belong to. Then I joined. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. What was the second type of, 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 of commitment? A situational commitment. You know, situational friendship commitment. So you have fair weather, you have situational friendship commitment. They are all low levels of commitment. Are you understanding? Very what? Low level. Eh? Very low level. The moment your shepherd says something, you do something wrong and your shepherd talk about it, then you become annoyed. The situation does not suit you, then you begin to check yourself out of the choir. That's why a lot of people are not in the choir today. They say they are members, but when they come, they are not wearing blue and white today. You know? Because some situation has checked them out. Don't allow situations to affect you. Amen? You know, commitment is commitment. Whether in church, whether in the shop that somebody has invested in and has given to you to run, or whether in marriage. Are you understanding? Eh? There are some people when the marriage situation is fine, job money is flowing, eh? the gifts are flowing, then they are committed in the, in, the, in, the, in the marriage. It doesn't have to be so. One wife was quarreling with the husband. The husband came from work and the, free, the, 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 <laughs> the stew was in the fridge and he has bought the rice. And the husband said, why have you, why, why is there a stew in the fridge? So she went to bring the stew and put it on the table. <laughs> said, ah, won't you warm it? He said, the rice will warm the stew. The rice is hot. <laughs> because there's a certain situation in the family, in the marriage. So they are serving cold food. He said, I said the rice will warm the stew or the stew will warm the rice, one of them. And one was warming the other. <laughs> you don't have to do that as a wife. Whether the husband is behaving well or not, you have to do your duty because your responsibility is to God. Amen? And the same thing applies to the husband too. Whether their wives gives you sex or not, you have to behave yourself and live whether she cooks or not. You have to do your, your you know, flow. Amen? Because your responsibility is also to God. Husband, love your wives as Christ loved the church. Amen? And gave himself. So when your wife is misbehaving, that's when you have to love her more. Just like when we were without strength and when we were sinful, Christ came for us and loved us. And that's how God wants husbands to love their wives. You know, God knows what he has created. He knows that he has created women. They can be buried some way. You know, when you say one, they say four. Can be very some way. Yet God says, "Husbands, love your wives, and wives submit to your own husbands." 
Amen? As unto the Lord. God, we know the ladies when they come to church, the way they respect, oh, pastor, pastor, oh, bishop. Bishop, but in the house, it's not so. We work with them around. In the office, when you cough, then they are running with water. You know? They don't know when they are coughing. Look, you are disturbing me. I'm, I'm, I'm on the phone. You are coughing. So we shouldn't allow situations to, you know, um, tamper our character and our behavior. Amen? The next type of commitment. All these are low-level commitments. Very low level. Amen? Amen. Fair weather. Situational. Then there's non-situational friendship commitment. Okay? Even though the commitment is not determined by situation. The person is your friend. Whether he lives here or he lives wherever, he's still your friend. The day you meet, is as if like you were chatting yesterday. Just continue from there. It's a certain, it's a level of commitment. It's high. Amen. But then there is a final commitment, which is marital commitments. And that's the level of commitment that God wants us to reach in our relationships. Amen. That's the type of commitment that yields fruits. Amen. When you are not married and you give birth, it's an illegitimate child. You know, I'm sorry if, you know, you are like that here, but I'm just saying. But when you are married... And, you, and when you are not married and you give birth, we will not do baby dedication here. We'll do it in the office. For the child, not for you. Amen. We'll do it for who? <laughs> for the child, not for you. So please, those of you who go and give birth, without mind, you come, you come and try to force the pastor to do dedication. Yes, we'll dedicate the child, but not in the midst of the congregation. Are you understanding what I'm saying? We'll do it where? In the office. Because of the child, not because of you. But when, like, Dennis and Tiffany oh. do engagements, you marry, then you give birth, we do that one in the church. Hallelujah. Amen. Because there is a certain marital commitment. That's why marriage is forever. In darkness and in light. Thank you. In richer, for richer, for poorer. Therefore, what else? In sickness and in health. Not that your husband is sickness. My bread, my bread. No. You continue. Hallelujah. Because it's marital. Hallelujah. We are married to Christ and we are married to his church. That is when you become fruitful. Amen. Amen. They went on to talk about type of membership. Amen. We talked about stages of um, you know, stages of devotion, or stages of membership, St- stages of membership. Eh? When you become born again first, you are like a dear type of member. Okay, a dear is uncontrollable. Are you with me? A dear lives in the wild and is untamed. Hmm? But you should aim that you move to another level, type of membership, and that is when you now become a good type of member. A goat is more controlled than a deer. But what God wants you to achieve is a sheep type of member. Hallelujah. Because you and I, we are sheep in God's pasture. God is our shepherd. So David could say, the Lord is my shepherd. Amen. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. 
So when you reach the sheep stage of membership, hmm, you have now reached a level where you can say that God is your shepherd. Amen? And when you can say God is your shepherd, and you can also say with King David, I shall not want. Hallelujah. In Ezekiel chapter 34, God was annoyed with the shepherds of Israel because they have not cared for the sheep. They have not visited the sheep. They have not strengthened the sheep. Even if they have not strengthened the deer or the goats. But the sheep, hallelujah. When you are a sheep, sheep, they are humble. To the point where you may think that they are even stupid. And that is how your dependence on God should be. Amen. You should depend on God so much that somebody, ah, look, there is a place for hard work. And we work very hard in this church. I'm telling you. <laughs> we work very hard. Amen? Amen? Yesterday there was a wedding. Eh? I was in a meeting. I had to dress up. Go for the wedding. When I went there, I prayed for them already. But as I also came to pray. Right. So I also prayed for them. Right. When I finished, I went back to my meeting. We work very hard. But despite that, our dependence on God is 100%. That's why the fact that we work hard, you also have to depend on God. There are many people who work very hard, yet they are very poor. So hard work without God is like, you know, anything you multiply by zero is zero. It doesn't matter what the thing is. You multiply 3.5 billion by zero, it is zero. So when you don't depend on God, there is a zero there. Are you with me? Are you understanding but when you depend on God, then the figures begin to arise there. So that whatever you, your hard work, when you multiply by the dependence of God, then you are sailing high. And I see you sailing high. I say, I see you sailing high. Amen. Then we talk about what another type, uh, categorization of membership. Okay? The three categorizations of membership. Are you listening to me? I'm doing this recap because you've forgotten everything I said. Eh? Father Divine, do you remember the three categorizations of membership? Eh? What is the first one? What's the first one? Are you a registered member? What is your index number? Your ID number? Take it out. I'm coming back. <laughs> Amen. Ask your, ask your friend, what is your registered member? You cannot be in the church and not be... You see, you can come to church. It's great. As for the church, the doors are open. Nobody checks your registration card or anything when you are coming in. Are you with me? Everybody is welcome. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. But for the leadership of the church to recognize you as a member, there is something you have to do. Amen? And what is the first thing you have to do? You have to register. How do you register as a member? Those here, you are not my enemy. Those around, uh, Dr. Steele. You are not my enemy. Those here, are you all new? I say, are you all new? You have been coming. At least I know my friend here. You have to fill a form with just three basic information. Are you understanding? And what is that information? Number one, those in the middle, I can't hear you. Number one, 
your full name as in your passport. <laughs> Not your guy name. Guy Pepe or something. No. Or your full name as in your Ghana card. You don't know the day you may need a letter for the church to say, oh, he's a, he's a member. I mean, the church can give you, a, some people, when they go to the embassy, they come, they say, we should give them letters. We can give you a letter, not that you, are, you work for the church, or you, you are, but the father, oh, you are a member of the church, committed member. I mean, we do that. A registered, now we'll be having be a registered, committed member. So you can be either a registered member or a registered, committed member. You can also be a registered, active, committed member. It's a category. It's a category. <laughs> Amen. So it's important to register as a member. Ask your friend, have you registered as a member? Because I've been saying this for the past three weeks. My friend, have you registered as a member? Take out your ID number. Do you know it? Do you know the ID number? Yes, say it. Let me hear it. You are hot. I shall return. I shall what? Those of you laughing, do you have yours? <laughs> you see, today we are all laughing, though. But something will come and you will need to show it and then you rather that you are hot. Now, every day after service, we fix a table at the back. If you are not sure of how to get your registration number, please go there. And it's just your name. If you, you can take a paper and pen now, write your name, your WhatsApp phone number, and your date of birth. And you can put in the offering basket. In the course of the week, you're registered, your ID will be sent to you. Amen. I said amen. So that's a membership. Then number two is what? What? Apart from registering, you have to be a committed member. And who is a committed member? A committed member is who? Why? I'm asking you a question. Who is a committed member? And what? You pay your tithe and you give offering. Amen? I said amen. If you're in the Presbyterian Church, Anglican Church, Catholic Church, eh? When, you're, when you are 90 and you die, or when you die, I just want to say 90 to encourage you that Charlie, God has given you more life. And your family report to the church, they come with your index number, your number, your ID number, and they check the tight record. <laughs> you see people who have traveled, maybe his children are living abroad. Maybe 87 years, then they have moved from Ghana and are going to settle up in America. It's like you, uh, Yankee or suicide. <laughs> so in their life, they have purpose to settle in the UK. So although they are 79, they decide to move, migrate to the UK. Every month, they send their uh, uh, grandchildren here to go and pay their tithe. I'm telling you. So that the records are clean. Are you hearing me? The way you have done this, <laughs> you are surprised. Amen? So you have to be what? A committed member and you demonstrate your commitment by paying your tithe and giving off your offerings. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. You even have to add booster to show that you are committed. Amen. Then finally for membership, we want, you have to be what? An active member. And who is an active member? 
an active member is one who attends all church programs or as many church programs as you can. Amen. For instance, Sunday service, we have Sunday service. All of you on this row, you are not active members. You see, I don't know whether you are registered members too. Are you registered members? Take out your ID. And are you committed members? You pay your tithes and offerings? That one, I don't know. I can check the records. But are you also active members? You see, all of them. One, two, three, four, five. They are not active members. You say, oh, Bishop. <laughs> they don't come for midweek service. They only come for Sunday service. So see, right there, I've caught you. Eh? <laughs> Row two. When you go to row three, it's the same thing. Row four is the same thing. Row five, in fact, from here to the end, they are all not active members. So if you are an active member, move from here to this year or to here to yet. Because all these people are not active members. Amen? You come to church only on Sunday. You are like a visitor. So you come for church on Sunday. On Wednesday, we have midweek service. Midweek service. Very powerful midweek service. Hallelujah. From time to time, we have all nights. Amen. On Saturday morning, eh, if you can't come for even midweek, maybe you are working. Saturday morning, we have everything by prayer service. Those of you cannot come on Sunday, maybe today you are here. But on Saturday evening, we have what? Wow service. And then we got a testimony from our service. You know, she said something. That though it's a small service, God can bless you there. I think Bishop Ima added, asked her to add that one. <laughs> that means if you're working on Sunday, you can't come to church on Saturday. You can come to church on Saturday. Amen. I said amen. Then you also attend special services of the church. Hmm? Tiffany used to be an active member. Now you are only, I don't know, re- only registered. <laughs> Dennis, have you, been, have you been coming for midweek service? You stopped. You came twice and you stopped. <laughs> if I want to investigate, in fact, I will, I will not go, go, go there. <laughs> we, look, we have to retain to being active members. We have to return to being active members. Are you with me? It takes active, it's from the word I mean activity. Look, it takes activity to be fruitful. Yeah, when you are married, hmm, you cannot be married. I saw a couple who were married, and after six months, they came to tell me they were they, they went to see a doctor. Why? He said, because. They were not getting the fruit of the womb. Is that what they call that thing? And I said, why? So I asked, how often do you have sex? How often do you know your wife? Like Abraham knew his wife, Sarah. So oh, like once every two weeks or once. I said, you are joking. You are what? I said, you are joking. Even people who are on it every day, they are not seen up. And you once every two weeks, you are joking. You are joking. No, you, you are joking. I'm saying, yeah, you are joking. 
You have to be active on it. It is activity that brings fruitfulness. And most of us are not fruitful in the church. There is no one who can, you can point to and say that I brought this one to church. I established this person in the Lord. There is not a single person who you can say that about. When Jesus is to appear and to ask you, by all means, look, now I'm giving you a past question because you will appear before the Lord one day and he will ask you that question and you'll be found wanting because there is not a single person who you have established in church. After God has shed his blood, the, Jesus Christ said in John 15, he said, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruits and that your fruits should remain your fruit shall abide and that whatsoever you ask the father in my name he will give to you amen he said that we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God before has ordained that we should walk in them the good works they come by activity fruitfulness come by activity it doesn't come by passivity it comes by activity. Amen? I said amen. Means that you are an active member. When we say we are going for evangelism, you are there. Through that evangelism, you will win a soul who may be established in the Lord. You don't know that soul's child may be the only man in the world who God has designed to marry your daughter. But because you will not go, that chain reaction will not be initiated. And most of us are passive members. God does not want you to be a passive member. He wants you to be an active member. Hallelujah. An active member. This week, you see, we come, when you come to church, there may be a service that God wants to touch you. People come for church service. It's not every church service that maybe people are touched in a certain way. Are you understanding? Are you hearing me? But there be a service that, I mean, there are people who have come for Sunday service and have received miracles. Many people too have not. Maybe your miracle is in Wednesday service. Are you with me? Your miracle is in Wednesday service. Or your miracle is in the convention. Are you understanding? I remember the last convention we had with, I think, Prophet Makai. I mean, wild, wild, wild revelations. There was somebody who's, um, Either his testicles was being boiled or something. But the man of God saw it. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. one of the church members, eh? his own member. So, <clears throat> because demons are wicked, they are doing various things. You may never know. Maybe marriage is not working for you, or you are not married. I've been in a convention where the man of God saw. A certain lady, the beautiful lady, I'm telling you, very beautiful. Say beautiful. beautiful. But she wasn't married. I think she was 33 or 34. In the realm of the spirits, in the realm of the spirit, there was a mask on her face. The face of a cow was on her face. So, you know, she actually repelled guys. I mean, people are not interested because of what they see. Are you with me? But in the convention, the mask was removed. By the grace of God. 
And within nine months, within a year, she has given birth to twins legitimately. Legitimately. The last time I was in a convention in Mandela, there was this girl, a fair girl, Ojuku Tomato, very fair, beautiful. Ojuku Tomato. When you fell her, I said, Ojuku Tomato. And as I was praying for that, she began to manifest. And she began to speak. You remember? Was he her grandfather? Yes. Her grandfather was speaking. He said, I'm, I'm married there. No, this one is for me. Hey. He said, this is the only one I have. I'm telling you. In the realm of the spirit, she's been married to the grandfather. The man was speaking. He said, it's the only one I have. He said, what? She warned her. Yes. She said, she's warned her not to come to church. And she was manifesting. The grandfather was speaking. She's the, she's the only one. I, have. I will not leave her. I will not leave. He said, leave her alone. I will not leave her. Hey. <laughs> I was watching uh, everything by prayer uh, on Sunday. Eh? And there was this person Bishop Dennis was praying for. She was manifesting. Eh? I remember at the end of the prayer, he said, I, 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 I'll go or I've left her or something. So there are many things. See, when you are active, you don't know which service will bring your deliverance. Are you with me? You are sitting there, you are not getting a job. And you don't come for, to, 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 to church to pray. Have you not written applications? You have written applications. You have done what humanly can be done. But there is also something that you have to do. Something that can, a certain dimension that you are missing out. When you count God out of your life, you are missing out. Amen? I say amen. And that brings me to today. I'm talking about devotion today. Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. I have to do a revision because you have forgotten. And not that I'm not preaching, no. I'm preaching already. <laughs> In case you are right, waiting to write notes. Acts chapter 2 and verse 40. He said, and with many words did he testify as or saying, save yourselves from this untoward generation. Peter was ministering on the day of Pentecost. Best, best, next verse. And they that gladly received his word were baptized. And the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Now, you can see clearly here that it is not everybody who was baptized, but they that gladly receive his word. When you come to church, you know, baptism is, is, is a, it can, it can be a form of blessing. And when you come to church, you have to purpose in your heart to gladly receive the word. Amen? To what? Gladly receive the word. Don't come to church... With a spiritual repellent, word repellent, as the word is being preached, you are repelling the word. But be somebody who gladly receives the word. Next verse. And they continued, hmm? they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. And in breaking of bread and in prayer. Now, in 
any active member, any devoted member, hmm, will apply these four things to his life or her life for that matter. The Bible said, and they continued steadfastly. Now, to be steadfast means to be constant. To be steadfast means to, to, to hold on to. Amen? To stand firm and to hold on to. That's steadfast. Now, there are people who have been steadfast in this church in the past. But today are not steadfast in the church. There are people who have been active in the church in the past. But today are not what? Active in the church. But in the case that we are looking at, the Bible says that they continued. I said, are you continuing? They continued remaining in the choir. There are people who were in the choir before. Stephanie, I want you to return to the choir. Do you understand? Has she returned? She's returning on the way. She has not reached yet. When people marry, then strangely, some light goes off in their service to God. We are all married as we are here. But I said, when some people marry, some light goes off in their commitment to God. When they give birth, more lights go off. Meanwhile, is it as you are looking at them wearing lipstick nicely like that? Let them marry and then you see. But it will not happen to you in the name of Jesus. I say it will not happen to you in the name of Jesus. I see some of them there with big, big stomach. They are still serving God. I mean, I mean they are pregnant. That's what I mean. I don't mean they are fat. I mean they are pregnant. Amen. <laughs> so there are when people marry, then I'm saying some light goes off. When they become pregnant, more lights go off. Then when they give birth, it's like the rest of the lights go off. But it should not be so. Amen. It should not be so. When you are in the church and God blesses you, I mean, if you look around the group you belong to, you realize that you have been singled out for a blessing. And you have been blessed. I mean, if somebody has chosen you and married you, it is a blessing. Are you with me? You are supposed to remain in that group and encourage the rest that it is well. The Lord will come through for you. But when you leave that group, then the rest, they feel like they are some outcasts, that God doesn't love them. The blessing that you have received, you are supposed to remain in the place to cause that blessing to affect the rest. And that is why the Bible says they continued. You have to continue. Amen? I said amen. You have to continue steadfastly. Steadfastly. Not lackadaisically or loosely, but steadfast. Like a sheep that is being directed. They have set the parameters. The sheep is leaving Nicaragua. And they have set the parameters to arrive at Tema. The sheep will be going. Amen. Steadfast. And that's why in 1 Corinthians, I think 15, 58, eh, put that scripture on the board. 1 Corinthians 15, 58, quickly. Therefore, my beloved brethren, 
Be ye what? Steadfast. Unmovable. So when you are steadfast, you are unmovable. You have set your face that, look, I am a member of the church. No matter what, I am a member. I'm a member of this church. I am committed. No matter whatever I am doing, I will continue doing and I'll continue doing more. There are people when I preach and then I, I don't see them, I know they are not in church. Tell your neighbor, stop chewing the gum. Stop chewing the gum. Say, stop chewing the gum. Before, take it out. Or swallow it. <laughs> don't stick it on the chair, please. Tell her, don't stick it on the chair. Cannot tell her. <laughs> when I'm preaching at 10, that's up, I know where they sit. They are... They continue sitting at that same place. They are steadfast. I sit like they have booked a chair. And because there are nobody even there sit there. Amen? Because they have registered their presence in the chair, church, and in, the, in, in that chair. So when I'm preaching, I look, I don't see them. I have to call them after service. Oh, is everything okay? Because every time they are in church, they are continuing steadfastly in the church. They are unmovable in the church. They are maritally committed. They are devoted in the church. There are people like that. When I look here, I know I'm going to look here, I know I'm going to look here. And they are beautiful in the church. Service makes you beautiful. Amen. So he said, therefore, my beloved brother, but be ye steadfast, unmovable. Not some of the time, but always abounding in the work of the Lord. Hmm. For as much as ye know that your labor in the Lord is not what? In vain. Shall never be in vain. Your labor is not in vain in the Lord. You see, there are many labors that are in vain. Look, you can build a house. It is good to, 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 to contain you once you're on earth. Look, if you be honest with you, especially those who have about three, four houses, if you be honest with me, you could say that the house is almost becoming useless. Because you always have problems dealing with tenants. You thought you were doing investment, but rather that the money that you spent to renovate is even more than the rent you have received. I'm just telling you, that I'm giving you information for, 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 for those of you who think you should invest in these things. It is your labor, your labor that is not in vain, it's your labor that is in the Lord. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. So it is good to have houses. I have a house. Houses. How about those things? They are very, very good. But make sure that there is also a certain laboring in the Lord. Because that is what is not in vain. The rest are in vain. Look, many rich people, if they are to come back and see the houses that they built, the houses they spend their energy on building, in fact, they'll be very, they'll not be happy at all. Are you with me? There are many rich people who even have houses, they don't give it to their children. Because they know they'll, they'll rubbish the house, they'll not take care of it. Why is it alive? You say, well, I, I, I don't care what happens. But while they are alive, they will not give it to their children. Are you, are you here like that? Have you? 
<laughs> Is there anybody like that? Your father, you expect your father to give you one of the flags, but he's not giving to you. <laughs> he has given you one small two-bedroom one that eh? he's watching you. He's not giving it to you. It is your labor. So why don't you come and labor in the house of the Lord? Why don't you come, let's labor together in the house of the Lord? Because the labor in the house of the Lord will never be in vain. Are you understand what I'm saying? Are you understanding me? Put back Acts chapter 2. And they continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. So number one thing that we should continue in, in the doctrine of the house. Number one, write it down. In order for you to become committed, in order for you to become devoted, you have to commit yourself in the apostles' doctrine. We have one apostle, and that is Bishop Dark Hayward Mills. He's the apostle of this house. Hallelujah. I say what? He's the apostle of this house. I'm not the apostle. He's the apostle of this house. And what are the doctrines that are You see, he didn't say they committed themselves to the Bible. Listen very carefully, oh. those of you who think that when we are preaching from the apostles' books, we are doing something wrong. Meanwhile, in the apostles' book, there are scriptures. I am preaching from his book, but have I not quoted scriptures? Have I not read scriptures? This scripture I'm sharing is in the book. Amen. So they were devoted, they were committed steadfastly to number one, the apostles' doctrine. The doctrine of this house. It's the doctrine of this house that has brought us this far. Hallelujah. Now one of the doctrines of this house is to honor your father and your mother. We honor, we teach people to honor their parents. It's the doctrine of this house. The doctrine of loyalty is a doctrine of this house. The doctrine of seeking first the kingdom of God. Matthew 6, 33 is a doctrine of this house. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things shall be added. It's a doctrine of this house. And that is how come by the grace of God, this house, by the grace of God, is moving forward and is prospering. So if you belong to the house, hmm, it is not something else that has made this church prosper. It's a doctrine of the house. And for you to also prosper, you have to be devoted and committed to the same doctrine. The doctrine of not borrowing. It's a doctrine of the house. We don't borrow. Some of you are working in the bank. They give you lucrative deals and then you take it. <laughs> Have you taken a loan from the bank? The guy is, you see, if I'm to interpret the tongues, he's confessing his sins. <laughs> they give you lucrative deals and then you take it. But it's a loan. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you hearing me? When you, well, if you don't take them, what do you do? You humbly begin and small, small, you grow it. Most people are not able to build a house because of pride. Yeah. You say, go and get a house, a land in Kaswa or Amasama. You say, ah, 
Amasama. Ama what? Amasama. Ama's death. Ama's uh, what? Ghost. Amasama. I did. Assassin or Roman Ridge now, Samasamai. Well, you cannot buy assassin Roman Ridge. The doctrine of the house is to begin small and to grow, not to take loans. We don't believe in taking loans. I'm telling you. We don't begin, we believe in taking loans. I remember one day before I finished my house, I don't even know what came up on me. I think I was either in Zimbabwe or whatever I was. I thought I would need a house immediately, and then I went to my bank to give me a facility, a loan. So they, a yeah, facility. But from the first day I said that, my relationship manager was very, very happy. And I let that thing, why is she so happy? I'm going to take money from them and she's happy. So it was on my mind. So everything was approved. The day that the loan, I was supposed to sign it, as I sat in front of her, she was going up and down, bringing documents. She was very happy. I said, ah, there must be something wrong. Why is this woman so happy? Then I'm, somebody is taking money from you. You're happy. Then I remembered prophet's words. Don't take a loan. So she sat down, grinning like a shesha cat. <laughs> Turned the documents around and then put the paper down. And I said, I, I don't want it anymore. I said, oh, why? We, we, we can add more. I said, no, I've changed my mind. I left the bank very happy, and she was very sad. And I knew I've done something right. Amen. Because I remember the doctrine of the house. I remember the doctrine of the house. Amen. Put that scripture back. Let's follow. Look at if you take the modern marriage. What we believe is the modern marriage. Temperaments and things that are there. The things that we teach in this house. We believe that God wants his house to be filled. It's a doctrine of the house. The doctrine of anakazu. Compelling people to come. Somebody asked, is it by force? It's in the Bible. Jesus Christ said, go into the highways and the byways. And compel them to come into the church. Force them to come into the church. People don't know what is right for them. Force them to come into the church. It's a doctrine of the house. Number two, put the scripture back. And fellowship. You have to be committed to fellowship. Not that after church, then me and Shia. What are you going to do in the Shia? Is this place not nicer than Shian? Relax in the church. Fellowship. Amen. Fellowship. After church, stay around. Fellowship with somebody. What are you going to do at home? Your husband even doesn't mind you. So what are you going to do at home? Stay in church small. Let him miss you small. This way. <laughs> I said, stay in church small. Let your husband stay in the house and miss you small. When he miss you, you see how you flow when, 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 when you arrive home. He's watching football and you have come. You stay in the church 
sure. You have come. You have come to disturb him. Wait. After the football match, you also be fellowshipping in the church. Then you go home. Fellowship. Amen. Let your children also remain in the church. Let them make friends in the church. You don't know about those weed smokers two doors away from your house, eh? Those are the people you want your children to fellowship with. Let them fellowship in the church. Fellowship, make friends in the church. If your friends are people outside the church, it's something dangerous. Are you hearing me? If your friends are people outside the church, it's something dangerous. How come you don't have friends in the church? How come your friends smoke weed? How come your friends chase girls? Eh? How come your friends drink beer? There's a gentleman in church, one day he went into serious problems. After church, he was just fellowshipping with his, with his unbeliever friends. They were drinking beer. And this lady came by, I don't know, I forgot the detail story, but connected to this lady. Hey! Three, uh, for, fast forward three months down the line, the guy was begging for his life. I'm telling you. Because, I mean, she didn't sleep with this lady, but took this gig, this lady a lift. The thing became complicated. No, no, this lady, whether she's a spirit or she's a ghost, nobody knows. I forgot the details, but the guy was in real trouble. Came to my office, the wife brought him. But the wife brought him, it was like somebody whose mind was even going off. Yeah, the wife brought him to my office. The mind was going off. He had to confess the things. I mean, this lady doesn't know her. When they finished with his friends, gave her a lift and, hey! It was not easy for this guy. Go have a fellowship with some evil ghosts. A ghost who doesn't know where to settle. Went to settle in your bedroom. I'm telling you, just here. He was brought to my office. It was like he was almost going mad. He didn't even sleep with her. How much more if he had slept with her? Hey! <laughs> that one day he would have come here mad and naked. Make friends in the church. Brother Dennis, who is your friend? You should be my friend. This day I don't see you. Have <laughs> friends in the church. Dube, who are your friends? Eric, how often do you see Eric? Hmm, okay. Say do the week. Ask him who is your friend. What I'm saying is very serious. Amen? Make friends in the church. Hallelujah. Let your children be friends with our children. Hallelujah. Fellowship. We have official church fellowships on Thursdays. Belong to a fellowship. Yeah. Belong to a fellowship. If you don't have time to go, we have Zoom fellowships. We have to create more Zoom fellowships. Is the Zoom fellowship working? Yeah. Zoom fellowship. 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 They devoted themselves. They committed themselves steadfastly to the apostles' fellowship. The next in the breaking of bread. It's in church. There is kinke, there is wache. There is kebab. <coughs> Pastors used to have some kinke uh, community. Because of my preaching, they have dissolved. Mercy. <laughs> you have to 
continue. <laughs> because they were eating too much kinky. You can eat half yes, and still be in the fellowship. Thank you, Bishop. Pastor uh, activated. <laughs> amen? I said amen. amen. The breaking of bread. Hallelujah. The breaking of bread. That's why we have what we call PFI in the church. It was instituted by the fathers of the church. With the wisdom of the fathers in the church. They meet together to eat and to break bread. <clears throat> people like food. Food always brings people together. Food brings joy. Now, John, and I'm closing. John chapter 6. Now, when you read the whole of John chapter 6, start from verse 1. We can't read it. Time is gone. After this, no, verse 2. And the great multitude followed him. Verse 3. Went to the mountain to pray. Yes. Verse 4. <clears throat> next. Next, go to verse 12. You know, Jesus Christ wanted to feed the people. There was no much food. Then they brought some food, he blessed it, and Bible said, and they were filled and said unto his disciples, Gather up the fragments that nothing what be wasted. Is that the case? Now let's fast forward to verse 20. Read the whole thing. You see that food is very powerful. Verse 21. Then they willingly received him on into the ship, and immediately the ship was at the land whither they went. Next verse. The following day, when the people which stood on the other side of the sea saw that there was none other boat there, save that one wherewith the disciples were entered, and that Jesus went not with the disciples into the boat, but that the disciples were gone away alone. <laughs> Next, verse 23. There came other boats from Tiberias nigh unto the place where they did eat, after that the Lord had given thanks. Verse 24. When the people therefore saw that Jesus was not there, neither his disciples, they also took shipping and came to Capernaum seeking for Jesus. Eh? They took sheep. <laughs> it was not a walking distance. Jesus Christ, he has fed them here, but he has gone. They also took sheep. And when they had found him on the other side of the sea, they said unto him, Rabbi, when comest thou hither? <laughs> Jesus answered them and said, Very, very nice unto you. Ye seek me not because ye saw the miracles, but because ye did eat of the loaves and were filled. Food. Food will make people follow you. That's why when we have International Sunday, we have food eating activity. People, a lot of people come to church. Attendance spikes up. So if everyone now and then, it has to be a surprise. You bring your basenta people and then, Every now and then, after service, okay, look, let's meet for um, review, review. Then when they sit down, they say, follow me. And when to them, kinky, hey, you see the joy. They don't know when the review is eating of kinky. They will always follow you. <laughs> they will always follow you. Look how they both follow Jesus. Come again. Yes. Look how they both follow Jesus. Not because of the miracles. The loaves that they did eat. But because of the loaves. <laughs> Amen. Amen. 
Because of the what? The loaves. They were filled and they followed Jesus because of the loaves. So fellowship, you see, when you come to church, number one, you are coming to listen to the word. But if there is some other reason for which you come to church, it will make you it will make come to church very easy and nice for you. Is that not the case? If you have found a beloved, do you know what's a beloved? If you have found a sweet lady in the church, or a guy who is interested in you, <laughs> when you are coming to church, you are not even thinking about the word that is going to be preached. <laughs> is that not the case? No, 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 it's natural. It's natural. You'll be thinking about the guy because it comes in a life in, 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 a, in a blue moon that there's this guy is interested in you in the church. Oh, Charlie, you become in power and you come early in case somebody else go and sit by the guy. So there are things that attract people, and one of those things is food. Amen. I say, Amen. You know. The Pharisees, they were always accusing Jesus Christ of liking food. Say, so John the Baptist, people, they were fasting. How come your disciples, they are always eating? I mean, that Jesus Christ was always eating with his disciples. They were, there's always a spread. Yeah. A lot of the pastors who I'm close to, it's because of food. When I came here, I was in that purple lounge. Always when they come, there's tea and cake. And I taught a lot of them how to drink tea. Some of them, I remember one couple were there and they came. I said, what will you drink? He said, Milo. I said, oh, bush boy, we don't do that. You can drink Milo in the house. Don't. So that day, I taught them how to drink tea with just cake or, or, or chocolate. Tea without sugar. I mean, look, because the lady was humble and she learned Within three or four months, she went to America because of tea. Yeah. yeah. Because at her workplace, her boss, she worked in the Ministry of Women and Children. Gender and children, not women and children. Gender and women. She works in the ministries, that's all. And her boss was organizing a conference. Listen very carefully. Then the boss just asked, oh, so what should we say? They said, oh, after the eating, let's serve tea. The boss said, oh, I mean, she was a bush boss. She said, ah, what is that too? But later, reluctantly, she accepted that there should be tea. When the conference finished, I mean, there were big, big dignitaries. After the international conference, after they finished eating, everybody went for tea. Wow. And the minister said to the boss, hey, what have you introduced here? He said, oh, this is my girl. There was a conference, I think the week or two after. The conference had been started in the U.S. The minister insisted, let her go for the conference. So she even arrived late. My minister insisted, and she went for the conference because of tea. That she humbly learned. You learn how to drink tea. All you know is milo and bullfrog. Or Aosakoko. Aosakoko and sweet bath. Learn things. And I'm telling you, this lady went to America. Eh? She went to America because of fellowship. Because the first day she came, she said she would drink Milo. She and her husband. I've been worried because of that. She stopped liking Milo. 
fellowship and what she learned in the fellowship. Within six months, she was sitting here. When she went to America, everything paid. Hallelujah. So you have to devote yourself. You don't know the things that you pick from devoting yourself. And then finally, 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 and in prayers. I don't need to say anything about prayers. We've done prayers, four times prayers in the past weeks. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. So from today, show your devotion. If you commit yourself to these things, the doctrine of the house, no borrowing, build a house. I'm telling you, there are young people who are building houses. And there are people who have worked for 13, 20 years, they cannot build a house. Don't let stay in somebody's rented house be your priority. Build your house. And I'm saying pride does not make people build. Pride. You get there, I'm a Saman, you know. And then don't think about some mansion. No, build something small. Don't come to somebody's house. You see a mansion and you also want to do so. You don't know what the best thing, you don't know where you got the mansion from. Amen. Something small do. You are renting chamber and hall. You can also build a chamber and hall. Say chunke asa. It's called chamber and hall. Say chun means the bedroom. Asa is the living room. It's called chamber and hall. Amen. You can build it yourself. Why rent somebody's? When you get money or small, small, then begin to build the main house. Do you understand? I said, do you understand? So what are the four things we are committing ourselves to? Number one, apostles' doctrine. Number two, fellowship. Fellowship. Which links to being an active member. Fellowship. Fellows in the ship. When fellows are in a ship and you jump out, you drown. Number three, breaking of bread. Let's, we've given people a chance to come and do food there. Let's eat in the church. If you don't like that one, bring your own and share with somebody. We should eat in the church. Drink tea. I mean, fellowship. Not one way, one way, one way, always uh, banquet in tilapia. Why? There are people when they are traveling, they easily carry banquet in tilapia when they are traveling. You can't travel and eat what is there. Oh, don't be a bushman. And then number four, prayers. Rise on your feet. Lord, I offer my life to you. Everything I been through, use it for your glory, Lord, I offer my days to you, lifting my praise to you, as a pleasing sacrifice, Lord, I offer you my life.
24, verse 4. What does it say? It says, Blessed are they that dwell in thy house. Amen. They will be still praising thee. Blessed are they. So even just look, without doing anything, just coming to church is a blessing. And not just passing through, but dwelling. Hmm? Dwelling. The psalmist said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Let's look at that scripture. Psalm 144, 44. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. You are waiting for me to sing. I've sung what I know. I like the one that they clap. Psalm 122, yeah, verse 1. It's, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Next verse. Our feet shall stand within thy gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem is built as a city that is compact together. Whither the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, unto the testimony of Israel, to give thanks unto the name. Say, I was glad when they said unto me, Amen. Let us go to the house of the Lord. You should be glad coming to church. And when you are glad going to a place, you will not be in a hurry to leave. Don't treat church like your workplace. When you hear the alarm, then you put everything down and go. I worked in an Indian laundry in London one day. Hey, five o'clock. The bell goes. Everybody drops what they're doing. Whether you are ironing a, a shirt and you have done only the hand, they just drop and then, hey, like machines. Don't treat the church like that. As soon as they close, that's why some people even sit on the right here. Some sit for fresh air. Some sit because that is where they are black all over the years. Some sit so they can go out early. Lift your hands and pray that God make me a committed member. One minute you are praying, Lord, make me committed member in the church. Pray, say, Lord, take me deeper into the church. Make me deeper. Make my commitment deeper, 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 deeper. Give me that song. Make me deeper in the church. Make me a deep member. Make me go deeper. Not play in the surface. Yes, not play in the surface. Oh yes. Makabola makataya. Lande kebo shakataya baba. Lambras kambando kere masukata. Mikolomo shikataya mama. Libando. Take me deeper in the church. Deeper and committed in the church. Le makatola mama. Labuni mikitaya.
make us and take us deeper into this church to love the church you have given us to be committed and devoted in the church you have given us to devote ourselves to the apostles doctrine to the fellowship to breaking of bread and to prayer now Lord even as we devote and commit ourselves that you make us fruitful that we'll experience a hundred percent answered prayer in your church bless your people O oh God bless us O oh God touch our hearts and bless us in the name of Jesus with every eye closed you want to say pastor pray with me I want to surrender my life to Jesus I want to commit my life to, into the hands of the Lord I want to be born again wherever you are. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. Wherever you are sitting, I just want you to lift your right hand and say, Pastor, pray with me. Wherever you are. Don't look at your left or your right. Just say, Pastor, pray with me. Pastor, I need your prayers. Pray with me, Pastor. Lift your hand very high. I want to see it where I am. Pastor, pray with me. I want to submit my life. I want to commit my life into the hands of God. You are committing your, hand, your life not into a, the hands of any human being, but into the hands of God. Pastor, pray with me. Wherever you are, lift your hands. You have lifted your hands. I want you to come to me. Just come to me right now, quickly. Come to me. Jesus. it your own prayer say heavenly father i thank you for jesus i thank you that he died for me this morning i come to you and i ask you to forgive me of all my sins and wash me in the blood of jesus please write my name in the book of life so that one day one day when i die i will be with you thank you heavenly father for saving me. Please help me to come to church every Sunday. Please help me to be a good Christian. Please help me to be a committed, devoted, and active member of the church. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you for listening to this message. For more information on upcoming programs and events, visit our Facebook page, Kodesh Family Church, Ghana HQ. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every day. And remember, God's word is a lamp onto your feet and a light onto your path.